Well, hey, friends. We have a very special guest on the podcast today. It is leadership coach and author T. Marie coming from her tiny home in California. T. Marie, welcome to the Relevate podcast. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate being here with you today. Oh, my God. Well, so that view over your shoulder is simply magnificent. First of all, tell us where you're coming from. So I'm coming from my home in Joshua Tree, California, and uh, my husband and I live on a half acre in our tiny home. Uh, We wanted to join the movement, and so roughly three and a half years ago, we finally made the decision after two years of getting prepared. So I'm coming to you live from uh, Joshua Tree, California here in our tiny home. It's less than 250 square feet. (laughs) <laughs> but on a half acre, that is that, unbelievable <laughs> and that view out there we enjoy quite often we have a little fire pit and stuff and we get to enjoy the you know the animals and uh the sun and the clouds and the stars at night oh my goodness so oh my gosh yeah and you and your husband both work from home right so you have to ne- negotiate that space carefully well it's so funny because um we have been making some modifications to our place since we've gotten it. And so one of the things we did once the pandemic started um, is we had always worked from home at the, before that I would go into Los Angeles and also do on location work. So uh, my husband would kind of have lay of the land here. And then when both of us were as everyone else on the planet were just kind of at home, yeah. Um, we ended up making a modification in our place and we created a little office for him out of what was once a bunkhouse for additional kind of guests. So, uh, yeah, we do negotiate the space. Uh, we don't necessarily have closed off spaces, but, um, he, he does have his nook, which, which is really great because then he can spread out and do the things he needs and and I can kind of bounce around too. Mm. Yeah. Well, I love that so much. So how do you describe yourself, T. Marie? Oh my gosh, Uh, in what sense? I think all of us, right? That's the toughest question. How do we describe ourselves? Um, For me, um, I'm a wife, I'm a friend, I'm a mother, um, I'm a coach, I'm a teacher, I'm a yogi, I'm a minister, um, I'm an author. And um, I'm just dedicated to overcoming and transformation. So really, I'm an artist as well. And um, basically, my whole goal in life is to use every gift I've ever been given by God to um, bless others and empower others so that they can overcome and transform. So when you say, who are you? How do you describe yourself? You know, I'm dedicated to overcoming and transformation, not just myself on each new level, but helping my clients and my customers do the same as quickly as possible. Because I know that uh, when we have a lot on our plate, it seems like, how are we going to get this done? How are we going to achieve this new thing? So I'm the person to, to help in that way and to use the things that I've learned and cultivated to make it as enjoyable and as quick an experience as possible. Mm. Well, well, I love how you described yourself. And in doing that, you, you named all, all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And um, in, in that description, you talked about how, you know, God makes us each unique for a reason. And I was just reading a book where the author was talking about, he shared a story when he was in middle school and he wore like a pink shirt or something. And he was just teased mercilessly. And his his thing where there was when you're at that age, it's all about conformity. You know, you, you want to blend in. You don't want to stand out. And I think a lot of us fall into that trap of conformity. And um, I just love the fact that you were living life full on, you know, fully using your gifts that God gave you, being uniquely you from your fantastic hair to your <laughs> tiny home. I mean, I just, you're, you're such a breath of fresh air. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And you know, uh, 
you hit it on the head. You hit it on the head because listen, as kids, we all go through this, right? If we're different, it's bad. Uh, you know, we get teased, mocked, bullied, um, or maybe none of that happens, but inside of us, we are questioning, why am I not like her or him? Why can't I do that? Why doesn't the teacher talk about me too? It goes on and on and on. But you know something, it never stops unless we stop it. So many of us as adults, we still go through this. And to be quite honest with you, if I could just lay it all out, I've, I've cultivated myself, you know, every single choice I've had to butt up with Mm -hmm. what's going to happen on the other end of this. And I think like any other muscle, it gets exercised and it gets better and easier and we get freer and more empowered by being Mm -hmm. ourselves, but it's still there. I mean, and don't, girl, don't even get me started when we actually start talking to others about that new thing we want to do. And maybe they have never seen us in that light. And they're like, what? <laughs> you, uh, ah, you know, and then it's and, just interesting. Worse. Yeah. When people say interesting, that's never good. It's <laughs> no. never good. It's like, interesting. <laughs> You're like half grateful that they're not saying something bad, but you also know what they're saying. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so yeah. Well, I love we that you keep that, that up and you are a big advocate of change. Talk to oh, us yeah. a little bit more about that because so many of us are just heels dug in, so fearful of change. Help us understand a little bit more about the power of embracing change. Okay, so the power of embracing change is very important. Um, throughout my years of research and study on my personal life and also with my clients, what I find time and time again is that, well, number one, we all know change is inevitable, right? If we're alive, we're changing. This is in front of us in nature, everywhere we look. I mean, you lay out a plate of food and it's going to change over time if you just leave it there. Life is change. What happens in our human experience, though, is that when we are not cultivating our change, when we are not embracing our change, then we are in a constant state of suffering. We're in a constant state of just this antagonistic experience because guess what, honey? Change is coming. But when you are embracing change, when we are embracing change and we're saying, okay, you know, embracing is one thing. That means a change is coming and we're open to it. We're saying, okay, what, what's, what's here for me? When we are cultivating our change, now imagine yourself as a surfer that is on the board on the wave and you're riding it baby and the wind is in your hair and you're in this state of excitement and empowerment and confidence why because you are driving that change you are saying hey there's something new for me and so many gifts come from that so i'm a big proponent of that because i kept seeing not only in my own life but in various family members and also my clients that I was like, well, when we're not going with the change, we're suffering. And it's pointless because the change is going to happen anyway. So now we've forfeited the chance of happiness in the interim. And then there's this state of, um, we go through a state of shock. We go through a state of angst or not acceptance, and it prolongs that. So even once the change has occurred, it's just not good. When we embrace change, Now this is sooner and faster because maybe we're curious or happy or looking, but we're not, we're not against it. Right. Mm -hmm. So now the interim is nicer. Now, maybe what that change is bringing, we reveal it, we receive it sooner. And then there's the fast track. Then there's the, Hey, what can I change? I have a vision of who I want to be. I have an experience I'd like to have. Um, I like this that I see. How can I be more this change? And then life gets super fun. I mean, it's just, it's awesome. So in working with your clients, Mm -hmm. especially people that are, you know, they, we just, we get comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. And you kind of stagnate in one place. And change is really hard. You know, it's, 
I think by nature, it's hard for more people than others. How do you, how do you begin to coach people through that to begin to open their hearts, to begin to embrace change? Can you help us, you know, just give us some tips on how we can begin to cultivate that and work towards that? Sure. Um, well, you, okay. When a change is on the horizon, it may seem hard and sometimes depending on what the change is, it might be hard. Maybe the next steps are going to be hard to take. But no matter what, usually there is something, even when you're in a state of um, not full acceptance, there's something appealing. There's something appealing for each one of us. I'll, I'll give an example. So. Uh, years ago, I wanted to be more fit, okay? Uh, I had let myself get sedentary. I was really, really going through a, a deep spiritual study, which was a lot of thinking and heart space along with the work I was doing. And so I wanted to be more fit. Now, even though it took me a while to really ramp up to being that person actively every day, there was still something a nugget of a vision, a feeling, a hope, a plan that can help us if we remember that. It can help us when, oh man, I, it's feeling hard. All of us usually have that when a change is on the horizon, unless a change lands unexpectedly. Then of course, then you're in, in that state of, of shock. And when that happens, if a change has landed unexpectedly and you're feeling overwhelmed or scared, um, then we must go to what's higher. We must go to God. We must go to faith. We must go outside of ourselves because in that moment, we're lost. We're tumbling in the wave and we can, we have our eyes closed and it's, it's scary, but the way we can remember God and faith and what's beyond us is by looking backward. Because if we look backward, the track record is 100. And your past times that you've been led, that you've been helped, that you've been blessed will inform that this new unexpected scary thing will also pass. So hopefully those two methodologies, those two uh, offerings can assist anyone wherever they're at. If it's in an expected moment, remember the past wins, remember the past blessings, remember you're not alone. And if you're in more of a different kind of, I'm thinking of a change, but I'm still feeling like it's hard, then remember your future. Remember the piece of you that is welcoming you to the new day and saying, honey, I see the other side of you. Come on, let's go. And, and you can do it. You can do it step by step. And if you, know, if you need more help, that's when I, I'm here. There's people that <laughs> will help you. But those two things can help us ourselves navigate those waters. That's so good, T-Marie. And I think as a person of faith, God doesn't promise us you know, a cakewalk with no hardships, no difficulties. I mean, that's for us to believe that, you know, it, the human experience is filled with change, filled with highs, filled with lows, right? So to be living, to be walking, to be fully open armed and like, okay, bring it, God. And, and to me, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. As long as I've got him, I can, I can face anything. Mm -hmm. Right. And it just kind of frees you up to move mm -hmm. forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, it's tough because, you know, when you're dealing with God, the creator of all, right. I mean, the entire universe was our plan, our sis, our, at least the Milky Way. We can't speak on beyond, but at least the Milky Way, our planet and everything was created in seven days, right? We're talking about just, and it's done. And yet 
when we're having our experience, we, the difference is we don't have that knowing, right? That there goes an earth, there goes the seas, you know, we don't have that. We, we feel, you know, we're, we get shaken on little things, you know, depending on the day and our mood, you know, are you hungry? Shoot, that'll, that'll inform a lot. Are you tired? Guilty. So it's like, the, the funny thing about it all is that in truth, our challenges, our obstacles, our hardships, and I know this is an advanced teaching, but it's true. It's like they, they actually, they are gifts because unfortunately, in theory, we don't really get the teaching, but in experience, that's when we get it. And so there are certain things in us that, um, and I'll only liken it to, I'll liken it to this again with a fitness example, because it's very easy for all of us to understand. We've all at least had PE or something that we've had to do where it took us out of our physical comfort zone. And so what happens, right? It's this kind of hardship that we can't do, or it's tough, but then when we do it and when we experientially experience that, now all of a sudden we have capabilities we didn't have before. And our obstacles and our challenges, emotional, spiritual, physical, all of that, they are gifts so that usually we can take whatever we got there to face a new harvest, a new season, a new uh, position that we wanted. Because that's another thing God is awesome on. God will take our greatest plan and dream like for us, right? Like we would be totally satisfied with that. We were like, yeah, that would be great. And God's like, oh, that's, that's so cute of you. Here, let me uh, take what you're bringing me. And I'm also going to include this, 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 and this. And it's not only going to be everything you hope for, but it's going to be added extra benefits that you didn't know you wanted and you didn't really hope for, but now that you're in it, you're like, thank God I have this. Mm -hmm. So our challenges allow us to become the person that can walk that new walk. It, it's hard and it's scary, but there's gifts there. And so hopefully, um, hopefully when we allow ourselves to remember that, that can take a little bit of the edge off you know, that we experience at the time when we're going through it. Right, right. And I think change often starts with baby steps. I love talking about baby steps because mm -hmm. that's, that's always how things start. It starts mm -hmm. small. And um, if you're at a, you know, a place where you're not happy or you're not content, you know, it's being intentional, you know, kind of looking yourself in the mirror, first and foremost, and saying, okay, you know, Lord, or, or with a prayer, Lord, help me, you know, help cultivate my heart to be more open to change. And I think a lot of times when you kind of create that intention, things begin to change, right? And Absolutely. it's slow. I mean, you're not, you're not going to get there in a day, especially if you've been a person, person resistant of change your whole life. You know, if you grew up in a, in a home where, you know, nobody took change. It was just safe and same all the, all the time. Yeah. You know, it takes a while to learn to, to cultivate that spirit of, of being bold and brave because that's part of it too. Oh, yes, it definitely is. It definitely is. And so, yeah, you know, if, if that's the case, then yes. Oh, we, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, gosh, even if you're with support all around you, a prayer right away, always is the best you know is the best best way to always start. a best way to start you know but yeah um I know that uh the times in my life where I've been pioneering something um you know it's it's lonely it's lonely and um and it's hard and it takes um it takes fortitude it takes uh, a determination 
to keep on going one step at a time, whatever it is you know how to do. Um, I think that's why I'm so passionate about, about what I consider to be my calling is because I spent a lot of time just doing things on my own and feeling, feeling and experiencing that I didn't have the resources and necessarily the people to help me out. So, you know, I know what that's like. It's, it's hard and it's lonely and it's tough, but like you said, you know, baby steps, baby steps. And then hopefully, you know, there is an awakening, at least for me, I was so happy once I did awaken to, gosh, there is help out there. Not only that there is help, but that like I can and, and should receive help. I'm worthy of receiving help because there's a whole ball of wax with that. Right. But, um, you know, yes, baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. And, um, you know, if, if anyone listening is experiencing right now that sensation of wanting to go through changes and it is hard and it is lonely, um, you're not crazy. You're not doing anything wrong. Um, it's a part of the process. You don't have to be alone, but if that's just what's happening in your current immediate circle, it's okay. Um, stick the stick with the course, you know, stick with the plan because, think, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think so many times people get off track with their life or their, um, you know, their relationships or whatever. And then they just, they feel stuck, Yeah, you know, and you don't, you don't have to be stuck. Right. And I think that's a decision, you know, it's, um, it's healing and freeing when you say, I'm going to, I'm going to take a step forward and figure this out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it, it's a, it's a terrible feeling to feel like you're stuck. And, and I think um, most of the time we can find a way out or a way through, mm -hmm. I guess it's more a way through. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh the way out is temporary. The way through is forever because both exist. Yeah. You're right on that. You hit it on the head because it both exists. So the way out usually means you're going to revisit that. But the way through now it's, it's behind you. And that's a really good thing. So yeah, both ways exist. And, um, you know, it, it does take one step at a time. It sucks to feel stuck. We all have this feeling generally with my clients and in my own life, when I have felt stuck, it is because I'm resisting the change. I'm resisting the new. It's kind of like, you know, when we're in our twenties and we ask everybody for advice, but we don't really want the advice because we already have our plan. Yeah. So we're really kind of serving who's going to like say what we already know we're going to do <laughs> so we can feel better about it, yeah. but we'll sit and we'll be like confused. Confusion is when you know what to do, but you don't want to do it. None of us are confused when we are, when we feel confused, it's because, so like, for instance, if I'm like, hmm, you know, I don't really know if I should have like another bowl of ice cream. I mean, it's there, but honey, I know I should not have <laughs> another bowl of ice cream. Like for me, I already know, like that is a, a, a sliding slope into <laughs> a rocky road fantasy that could last for a really long time. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, you'll, we'll sit in these little like confusion points, right? Like, you know, I don't really know what, what workout to do next because, well, like I, you're, you know, you're going to do workout next, but you're kind of sitting in this, like, I don't know mode because maybe the next one's going to be tough or, you know, you don't want to wake up extra early because, you know, you're going to have to do that. So, you know, these are the things we go through and these are the little games we play that um, depending on where we're at in our journey, um, you know, when we're feeling strong and confident, when we have the right support, then it can be funny and we can laugh at it and we can massage it out and we can move on. But, you know, 
it can also be a, a tough place because when we're really believing that illusion and we're really, it does feel stuck and we really can't see the light. And that's also why it's important for us to get whatever support we can. If it's a book, if it's a podcast, if it's a coach, if it's a program, it's important because when we have that support, then we are able to walk through these very real, but sometimes paralyzing experiences much faster and much smoother. It, because something as simple as that, right? You know, I'll, I'll just tell you that, remember I told you when I wanted to be fit, like years ago when I wanted to be more fit. So here I was after um, a gig I had done at the time I had, uh, I had DJed a set at this casino. So I was up very late uh, and I watched this infomercial for an exercise program that I bought immediately because the inside of me was, I knew, I knew that that was for me. I bought it immediately, but can I just tell you, it took me like a year and a half to actually put the disc <laughs> into and start doing what I was meant to do. So yeah. these are the things and we all go through it. But what, you know, so if I would have had support, I probably would have not spent a year and a half in my confusion marination mode, <laughs> right? So these are the different things we go through. Some of us feel like, oh gosh, I'm, I'm thinking I'm confused, I'm stuck, and we'll stay there, unfortunately, because maybe our whole family or our friends, like whoever we're around, they're not supported. They don't see us in that way either, so we can't break free. And then sometimes we're strong enough and we're trudging along. Maybe we have more of a warrior spirit or we have that one friend that sometimes supports us. But you know, then we'll still take a year, two years to make these changes. And then hopefully we awaken to there is help. You know, there is help. I can I can pray, I can listen to the relevate podcast, I can buy a book, I can get, you know a coach. And then now we have someone that's got our back and we're able to do things much faster. And I'm passionate about this because not only of what I've experienced, but what I've seen. I've seen people at all different levels. I've been that person and I've seen people at all different levels. And I'm sorry to say that there's people I love that are still at levels that, you know, hey, if you're happy with your life, rock on. That's all we all want. Sure. But if you're not happy and if you're complaining and things are going bad and you're still just stuck, that's when it's just, it's sad. And so like any person that I can help, I'm like, come on, let's go. Because life is beautiful mm -hmm. and it's meant for us to live and to fully seize our gifts, our, our, our community, our relationships. So, you know, what better thing is there, you know, is there to do? And just, you know, stepping forth in faith. So fear keeps you in bondage, right? Fear, and, and you can play out that fear scenario in your head. You know, I don't want to let my kids down. I don't want to, you know, you could talk yourself out of things really quickly, right? So how, how do you coach people to, to put that fear in check? It's so funny that you just said that. I, I actually have a digital course for someone who doesn't want to do personal coaching. I have a digital course that I'm about to launch called um, Move from Fear to Faith in 14 Days. Honey, hey. we're, it's on. Okay, so mm -hmm. um, listen, if you are, fear is real, fear is natural, fear keeps us safe, okay, but fear unchecked will keep us from our destiny. It will keep us from expressing our gifts. It will keep us from authentically living. It will keep us from loving to the fullest. It will keep us from everything that makes life worth living. So fear, we need to like, like an unruly child, we need to love it we need to understand it. And we also need to correct it when it's out of place. So we can do this a number of ways. 
My course in 14 days will take you through from the comfort of your own home. You'll be treated like a VIP and something will come, an exercise. And by the way, everything that I do, transformation made easy through joy. Because let me tell you, as adults- I love that. I love that. Rena, it's like as adults, everything, how come we don't get fun stuff? Hello, <laughs> right? As adults, everything's like, here's the volume 2,500, right? I'm boring. And, and boring. And we already have so much to do. We already have so much on our plate. So I like things that are fast, easy, but powerful. And when I say easy, meaning not complicated. So simple is more of a better word. And so anyway, if you're someone that is experiencing fear right now, which it's understandable. A lot has changed in our world, in our lives, a lot at once. Uh, things are still not fully to what they were. Will they ever be? We don't know. So we're in the new frontier right now. And um, for anyone that's experiencing fear, just understanding kind of what I said before helps to kind of maybe give some perspective, okay? So it's not this kind of hidden monster in the corner. Uh, Please don't ever feel that the people that you look up to or respect that they don't have fear. Everybody has fear. Sure. Everybody, um, even the dynamos, the extreme sport athletes, whoever it is that you look to that you think they're never scared. They're scared. We all are. Yeah. It's just a matter of being able to correct the fear. And uh, one of the things that uh, I'd love to, to leave here, I'll give a few things that you can use right now. So number one is um, just like I said before, you can always look back and see the things that if you allow yourself to remember things that you've been afraid of that you've conquered already. Mm -hmm. So this could hopefully help you to remember that you have it in you, mm -hmm. okay? always, always, please use your spiritual practice. Please pray. Please, you know, go to God, go to God, go to God. And listen, God loves you. God knows everything you've got going on. All the stuff you think you're hiding, honey, already knows it, already saw it, loves you anyway. So guess what? Come to God with an open heart an open mind and just allow yourself to be vulnerable. And it could be anything. It could be, please help me. I don't know. Uh, I welcome you in. Anything. It could be any of the above and anything you could think of. God's got your back. And if you want some little technical kind of quick practical things, again, remember your wins. You've got it in you. And another thing is take the first thing you can do and do it right away. Because the fear voices, when they're not exercised, when they're not corrected, are going to immediately, they're going to immediately start. So what do you do? You take a step in the direction immediately so that now you're pulling yourself forward. Because guess what? Our minds only regurgitate past data. Our hearts take us to where we can go but have never been before. This. So whenever, honey, whenever you say that, something okay. new. Preach it again, please. Okay. Okay. So you must remember, let us all remember always, especially when we are fearful, that our minds will only regurgitate past data. Mm -hmm. But our hearts, they lead us to where we have never been, but where they know that we can go. Mm. Please remember this because anytime you do something new, data is going to come up. Your mind is going to come up. How, why, what, can you, will you, who will. But your heart, that impetus that led you in the first place, knows. Knows the whole thing. Knows that you can jump off cliffs, knows that you can start a business, knows that you can survive with uh, less and still live abundantly, knows that you can have a thriving marriage, knows that you can reshape your body even though you haven't been athletic since junior high. No, you know, knows, 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 whatever it is. So hopefully that, that helps, mm. those practical things can help. So good. And I've heard it said that 
God knows our propensity for fear. And in the Bible, it's um, over 365 times it's mentioned fear not, fear not, fear not, you know, one for every day. And he, know, he knows how we are. So for us to kind of be like, oh, that's, you know, I, it, that's how I am. You know, I need to, to listen to my heart more instead of my head. Yes. That's, yes, indeed. That's such amazing, amazing advice. So you've written a number of books. And um, on your website, it said books to spark personal development and reclaim power. Spark yeah. personal development and reclaim power. Yes, please, T. Marie. Just help <laughs> us understand. Talk us through some of, of the books you've written. Okay. Um, yeah. So my first book was an ebook and it's called 10 Ways to Move from Fear to Faith. And so that is a uh, short but powerful read that gives us some insights into fear and how we can kind of put it in its place. And it also comes with affirmation cards that you can print out so you can quickly have a cool glance practice right and so this is going to help to basically allow you to again spark that fearlessness in you spark that ability to kind of start the conversation around putting fear in its place and you know be able to develop that muscle again it's a short read it's very powerful and it has those affirm affirmation cards that you could print out because what we focus on grows, right? So then it also, yeah, mm -hmm. provides you with that practice. And then I uh, published, I authored and published Love For You Now, Focus on Love and Change Your Life. Mm -hmm. And Love For You Now, it's not a dating book. It's not uh, how to appear more sexy. It's none of that stuff, okay? Because again, I'm like, hello, what about love for ourselves? What about love in the universe? What about God's love that it's raining down on us all the time? So love for you now, focus on love and change your life is basically illustrating how the world itself can be a love letter if you have the eyes to see and the ears to hear. But it takes cultivation, doesn't it? because we're not told that if you click on any channel what sells is stuff that makes us feel not loved as a matter of fact every ad campaign usually will tell us that something's wrong and we need to fix xyz lord knows us women that's always the button we're getting pushed right so yeah so love for you now it takes you through you can use it four ways because uh, again as adults, we deserve fun and play. As adults, it doesn't have to be hard, even though it's maybe considered a larger concept. And so you can use it as a flip book, you can use it as a game, um, you can use it as a kind of daily devotional, uh, you can read through it. And it has full color illustrations and affirmative statements for you to experience mm -hmm. cultivating a sense of love for yourself, that there's love always around you. And what's been exciting is that you know, the, the feedback that I've received. So I've had a couple of folks uh, reach out to me and what was really compelling about what they had to share is that they were very kind of medical practical based minds. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for them, it's very, but these are the facts. This is, you know, which is great. It's fine. We, we love and need those minds. Thank you for everybody who does approach life that way. However, it was really cool because, you know, how are they going to receive this information? I mean, they, they did get it. So obviously there was an opening, but to receive the feedback of like, oh, I'm noticing love now and different. Oh, I'm experiencing happiness that, that I didn't have before. That was just so rewarding because that was the point. You can experience immediate happiness and positivity, but then also kind of train that muscle to open up to you are loved intrinsically, automatically, and you can notice it all around you if you open up to it. So, you know, then I created the uh, love. For okay, before we move book. on, before we move on, tell me, that, can tell you, me. Um, can you just toss us an example of something we can do to kind of cultivate, cultivate that love 
of self. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I mean, a big thing, I guess, I guess it, I, I guess the first, the first thing, depending on where a person is at, let's say if there's kind of like nothing going on right now, and it's really tough to open up to loving yourself. I think, see if you can sit down and even write a few things you're grateful for, a few things you appreciate or like about yourself. And um, I remember years and years and years and years and years and years and years back after experiencing an abusive relationship, I came out decimated from that experience. So I was really actually pretty damaged. I mean, I'm talking like I would just constantly look at the floor all the time, um, just to give you a little indication of the body language, or I couldn't accept compliments anymore. Um, I would constantly second guess things that used to feel very natural to me, everything like even like how to address myself or like if I wanted to say something or wanted to express myself, I would second guess myself like, oh, is that going to be dumb or is that going to be, because that's unfortunately what abusive relationships do, they break us down. And so I remember when I was fighting my way out of that, it was really interesting that I couldn't answer at first simple questions of like, what do you like about yourself? Or what gift you have? Or what um, do you think you do well? And uh, if we can start there, then what happened for me is I noticed I had a problem in that area. And then I was able to start at least opening the door to getting to see the fullness of myself again. And especially for those of us that have been raised in families that do not praise, okay? Then um, I know I, another piece of baggage I had was that talking about yourself is conceited or, you know, if you, you are you tooting your own horn? Well, look at you, you know? And that's damaging because we all know the difference between cockiness and being passionate about sharing what we have, right? Or being able to accept and receive and say, oh yeah, you know, I worked hard on that. I'm, I'm glad that I, 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 I achieved or I received or whatever versus when it's too much, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, if, if uh, you find yourself in that experience um, at the moment, start to open up that dialogue by just, you know, in the privacy, wherever you need. Um, for some of us moms, you know, or, or, or wives even sometimes, how does the bathroom become a sanctuary? I don't know, but it is, <laughs> you know, shower time, whatever, in your car, start to think of little things. I appreciate this about myself. I do this well. I do have that gift. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing that I would love to recommend is just accept compliments. If, if this is a game changer. So if somebody says, oh girl, you look so good today. Oh, you look beautiful. Oh, you did that. Oh, what a great job on that project. Oh, thank you for this. Don't you dare explain anything. Don't you dare. Don't you say anything. This is your task. You say, thank you. And even if your knee's shaking and you just wanna say, oh, but that wasn't much. Oh, but it was, or talk about how hard it was to do it. Thank you. Yes. Why do we do that? What is I that? Know. I think it, you know, I think it comes from that. Um, I think some of us would want to cultivate a humble heart, maybe. I've seen that. I think some of us haven't been supported in um, being able to receive, so then it feels foreign. Mm -hmm. I've definitely been as I explained in a place of brokenness where sometimes you just can't, you can't even receive it. You got to get out of that first. You got to, you know, see yourself as worthy again. So for all those reasons, but we got to stop, we got to stop doing that, you know, and we got to be able to just receive it, just receive it. Well, and we have to take care of ourselves first. It's the whole oxygen mask concept, right? If, if you're not, if you're not healthy, um, mind, body, spirit, you know, you're, you, you need, we all need to work on that first. Yeah. And there's that, you know, 
that phrase, you deserve it. I mean, I usually roll my eyes when somebody says you deserve it. No, you, to take care of yourself, to, to seek um, inner healing and wisdom, do that. Don't do that for yourself. Do that for your family. You get emotionally healthy and everybody's going to benefit from it. And, and be willing to do the work. Be willing to take the first step. You are worth it. Yes. Yes. Well, and I appreciate yes. you, you sharing more about um, some of the, the hardship in your background, because I think as humans, we're guilty of looking at someone and just, you know, instantly we create this story in our, in our head that, oh, they have this perfect life. And uh, we need to stop doing that too. Because everybody's path is dif different and what we're seeing on social media or, you know, we're seeing the highlight reel. Mm -hmm. life, is, life is messy and it's complex for everybody, right? But you, you have your life. Make it beautiful. Make it, make it all that it can be. If you're stuck, mm -hmm. get unstuck. If you, you get a coach, you, you can do it. You yes. can do it. And there's amazing people like T. Marie that are there to, to walk you through it and, and, you know, help you take that first baby step. Life is too short. It's short and it's precious. Let's go people. Let's, let's get on with living amazing lives. Right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. With joy. Yes, absolutely. Yes, so absolutely. We had an earlier conversation and you mentioned that you're a little bit of a lone wolf. Mm -hmm. I find mm -hmm. that hard to believe because you're just, you're all <laughs> What did you mean by that? Well, uh, gosh, being a lone wolf is definitely uh, something that I have had ever since I was a little kid. And um, it, it started from my childhood. So um, I will preface it to say that, like we discussed earlier, um, God has gifts and methods in which we refine those gifts that are hard and challenging, especially when we don't know what's coming, but it is real. So in my case, my, uh, my childhood was very, very extraordinary and not in the fun to brag about way. Um, my, my experience with both of my parents and my home was very tumultuous. Uh, there was lots of fights. There was uh, physical abuse happening there uh, between my dad and my mom. And uh, finally, when she had had enough of all of that, uh, all of that, she divorced my father, which even though I'm the oldest of the kids in my family, and ever since I was a young kid, I would get teased. My, my mom would say, oh, radar ears, because I'd be picking up on everything. I would listen and just dissect everything. And um, so I was always aware of kind of what was going on with the grownups and with the house and, and what was happening. So even when my mom divorced my dad, uh, I understood why she did it. But of course, that's still my dad. And we're all traumatized that this is happening because we're going to miss my dad. Uh, after a year of living with my mother, she packs up our entire apartment. Uh, we have had no discussions at this point of anything. So we just see that things are getting packed up. So we're doing this. And then we go to my dad's house with my mom. And this is weird and curious and exciting. Are they getting back together? What's happening? Because mind you, we all have luggage. All of us have come now to my dad's house with luggage. And uh, we spend a day and there is a dinner. And then my mom gets up and gets her bag. And we all walk her down the stairs to the sidewalk where she leaves. And I remember howling. I remember crying, just seeing her become smaller and smaller and smaller as she leaves. There's been no conversation. What is happening? 
And for years, I oh, didn't goodbye. see her after I'll that. Oh, goodbye. I'll see you. I'll be back. She just left. So she left me and my two brothers at the time. I do have another brother that, how can I leave my other brother out? But um, she left me and my uh, two brothers at the time with my father. And that immediately launches me into being the woman of the house. I'm nine at this time. At nine years old, I'm walking myself to and from school. I'm filling out my own emergency cards. I'm taking care of my brothers. I'm cleaning the house. I'm making food. I'm, I'm. You're the, you're the wife. I'm a lone wolf. Okay. And uh, this is something that I both do somehow automatically. And also it's expected because again, I've always been more mature. Adults would kind of tell me what's happening. I know what's going on. So fast forward, okay, where this has been my life, right? And then I become a mom for real at 15. And I have my first child, my daughter. And so my life has been a series of I'm walking a path alone when I had my daughter this was my first everything and ladies we usually think that's going to last forever I did I thought we were going to be forever until we died um but that was not the case um he was the biological father to my two children um my two surviving children and um that was very short-lived <laughs> and now I'm a single mom and I'm working multiple jobs. And you're how old at this point? I am, I had, uh, I got pregnant at 15, had my daughter at 16, had my son at 17, they're a year and a half apart. So, you know, so, uh, you know, I have two kids. I have multiple jobs and I'm essentially regularly trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. I have no family to help me because the family that I just left, I was the one holding it down. Mind you, my father did the best that he could. He did support and provide for us, right? We had a roof, we had food, but you understand. So not only am I alone wolf in my own trajectory and, and the impetus to, I will not only survive this, but I will thrive through this. I will leave what I came from. I will be greater, but I'm also the lone wolf in that I'm a really, really weird nine-year-old launching myself as fast as my stickly legs could get me when the gate opens, when school's out because I got to rush home to do stuff. I'm a really, really weird 15 and 16 and 17 and 18 and 19 and so on year old because I have two kids and three jobs. I don't have time to play and date and hang out. And then that actually continues happening because even now you talked about being an empty nester. I was an empty nester. My husband and I have been empty nesters for years and we have friends that are starting their families. And we're like, buy <laughs> <laughs> an RV and go live in, live the, in the desert. <laughs> so, you know, it goes on and on and on and on, right? These so, are Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you here. Mm -hmm. So when you were that 17 year old girl with mm -hmm. two babies and, and, and no daddy around, were you feeling strong and confident and sure of yourself at that time? Or where, where was kind of your head during all of that? Both experiences were happening. There was a side of me that felt very strong, capable, and relentless. Mm -hmm. Relentless. I will make a life for us. 
and I will make it the best of my ability, no matter what. I will work three jobs around the clock. I will do whatever it takes, right? And still find a way to go to school and take at least a year of college and do these things. And then there were parts of me that were so scared and so overwhelmed and so um, tired and so lost and so needing. And so those aspects of me sought out unhealthy ways in the beginning. Because again, I understand what it's like to not have around you that ray of light, right? That person that's going to say, come on, that champion, that mentor, that coach, mm -hmm. that something. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but yeah, both existed, right? Um, I think inside of me ever since, you know, God placed inside of me something that said a warrior, uh, but also I was scared. It's hard to describe because both did live. I mean, you know, I just felt like there's no one else. I have to. And for the longest time, that's what ran my life. There's no one else. I have to. I have to be the one. I have to do it. If I want better, I have to do it because it, it's not going to get done. But then there was also this side of me that just wanted desperately to be loved and appreciated and seen and respected and that wanted to be somewhere and someone else like just I did not identify with where I was at that time so both were certainly existing and um you know yeah I love the word that you used um relentless were relentless. Who who is relentless at seventeen years old? No, no seven. <laughs> I wasn't. No seventeen year old. I I knew, but that's. I think that was God just walking you through that period of your life, and making you believe you could do it. And because you believed it, you did it. And look at you now. God has definitely been, Rena. it's, God has definitely been everything, everything. And, um, you know, I've always, I remember I used to have this like fantasy, like this hope that someday I'll get to like hug God, like I'll get to just hug God. And, um, And it's been happening. It's been happening. It is available to us while we are in the body. So I can only imagine when we leave this little shell behind, but it's been happening. And so, so that's how so, why. How, how so? How so? Well, so what could have possibly given me the wherewithal, the practicality, the strength, the energy, the focus at 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 until I get pregnant? What would have given me? What would have given me? I can't even tell you how many countless times I was in dire straits, man. I was in dire straits. I remember when, you know, and, and there's before examples and there's recent examples where I didn't see a way. I didn't see a way. I didn't know what was going to happen. And God came through. God came through. God came through time and time and time and time and time again. I mean, everything from, you know, uh, okay, I, I'm on my own with the kids. I have this job. I don't have a babysitter. And it just so happens I ran into a woman at my apartment complex that watches kids that same mm. afternoon, just in time, you know, to, you know, fast forward, to fast forward to 
many, many, many years later, and this is why early on in our conversation, I said, listen, I worked on this. I cultivated this. And it's important for me to say that and for, to make it very clear to any person that wants something greater for themselves, you cultivate it. God is with you, but you must act. You must move. And it is a constant thing. When I first started authoring my books, there was so much fear because I was coming off of a full-on entertainment career that I thought was going to be, I thought that was my highest dream and awoke to a very clear message that there was something else, <laughs> a very clear message that there was something else. And I start authoring these books and I'm giving and I'm giving and I'm giving and I'm giving and I'm coaching and I'm mentoring and I'm doing all this stuff. And there's many things that came into my path at that time that without God's help, I could not have, I could not have gotten past that point, you know? Time and time and time again, God's embrace has been available and has been active in my life by way of answers, by way of human, human people showing up as angels, as answered prayers, by way of ideas, by way of unexpected support, monetary, very physical support. That's another thing I want to outline because I think we miss the mark sometimes. We uh, believe that it's this ethereal experience and it is, but it's also very physical things. Mm -hmm. It is loaves and fish. It is a boat. It is an outstretched hand that will take you on the water. It is all of those things. So time and time again, I have felt God's embrace through those hardships in my childhood. And then onward as I was going through what I now can see in retrospect was my training ground, was my school, was the refinement of my character, was the, uh, was the building of the muscles I would need to be able to do what I'm meant to do and what I'm happy to do and what I love to do, which I didn't choose for myself, but I did. Does that make sense? <laughs> I'm, I'm reading this great book by Pastor Mark Batterson called Whisper. And it's that very thing that God speaks to us in whispers or people, you know, I think, you know, we're all looking for the big blinking sign or the, you know, the voice from heaven. It's, that's not the way God works. He's very gentle. And he, um, he uses so many things. So I think, you know, we just need to have our eyes open and be, be aware of that. And I'm so glad that your story could have, you were very vulnerable and your story could have turned out very different. And you that's know, so many way. times it's uh, people like that, that, you know, you, to numb the pain, you turn to drugs. I mean, I hear that story again and again. So I'm so glad there was a protective covering around you that that spared you because you were doing such great work in in you know really helping people to rise up and be better and I'm so thankful for that. Thank you so much. Thank you. And that Thank it didn't you make so you bitter. I mean, you know, a lot of times we get bitter because of the hand we were dealt in life. I mean, and as kids, we 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 don't get to choose. Mm -hmm. Right? And it, some of us just can never, never get over the, the hurt. So I'm thankful that you were, you allowed your heart to heal and to forgive or whatever those steps were. I'm sure that's, that's something you're probably still processing. Um, but God somehow, some way, he's, he's going to use it for good if you let him. Always. Always. Well, I could chat with you all day long. The word, one more question for you. Okay. And then I want you to close this out. The word relevate means to uplift or restore to good spirits. Mm -hmm. So close us out with a word of inspiration for people who may be stuck, who may be struggling, who just need, who need a good word. T. Marie, please give. 
So let us just take a wonderful cleansing, deep breath in and deep breath out. And let us open up to this wonderful moment that we've had together because nothing is by accident. You have been here with us today because there's something here for you. Your heart knows and even your mind is willing. You have everything that you need available to you, either right inside of you or just a click, a tiny reach away. Listen, you're not alone. You're not wrong. You're not broken. You're not any of the falsities that you may be feeling in this moment. There is something much greater for you. And that little tiny spark of you that knows this, I'm speaking to that right now, that piece of you. I'm welcoming you to the party, the joy, the love, the abundance, the acceptance, the authenticity, the freedom that is available for you right now. And so I just want you to know that you are loved, you are accepted, you are redeemed. You are every wonderful thing that you've ever imagined yourself to be. And you have the right, not only the right, but we need you to express it. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You are welcome here. And we are so thankful that you joined us. So whatever you need, we're here. Both of us, right, Rena? Yeah. <laughs> well, how can and people get in touch with you, T. Marie, to learn more? Oh, you can find me anytime at my website. And that is T-E-E-M-A-R-E-E.com, tmarie.com. Uh, I'm available there all the time. Of course, there's social media too, which you can get through on my website. But I find that that's the greatest place for you to reach out to me, receive uh, things to help right away, write me a message, find my social, the whole thing. It's tmarie.com, T-E-E-M-A-R-E-E.com. Thank you so much for sharing your heart and your wisdom and just your, um, you know, being vulnerable and um, helping us just um, inspire to be greater and better. Thank you for having me. I really, really enjoyed speaking with you today. Well, it's a blessing. Talk soon. Okay. Bye.